Hi, this is Damo, host of Damo's All Day Breakfast on Mushroom FM, and this is my review of the Roland R07 Compact Stereo Recorder. Now, if you're subscribed to the creator's email list, the Blind Podmaker email list, you might remember that a few days ago I posted a question. I was looking for a recorder for recording my wedding. Now, I've got a couple of other recorders. I do have a Zoom H5 handy recorder, and I've also recently bought the Zoom MicTrack M2. But what I wanted was something that I could put in a shirt pocket. I can use the M2 on a tripod or something like that to get a recording of the ceremony and that kind of thing. The H5 is great for some things and it it does have the benefit of some jack connectors or XLR connectors so I can use it, uh, you know, connect it to the PA system if I want to direct out from the celebrant's PA. But the trouble is it's a little bit bulky to put in the jacket, uh, my, my suit pocket and I really want to be able to get some other, you know, aspects of the day, you know, sort of prelude to the ceremony and that kind of thing, talking to the groomsman and the celebrant, perhaps the car journey. Just some of those things so I can uh, put a little bit of a highlights package together uh, for Marion and I. You know, it, it's, as most of you would understand, it's or having a good audio recorder for us is probably the equivalent of having a good camera in terms of capturing memories and that sort of thing. So I wanted something pocket-sized. So I narrowed it down to a couple of options and I thought about the Zoom F3 because it's quite portable. But the other thing that I wanted to factor into the equation was I wanted the ability to have inbuilt mics for those sort of quick capture type moments where you you know you hear something interesting or you're out at a hot rod show or something like that or a car show you know you just want to grab a quick bit of audio but I also wanted to be able to use my Sound Professionals BMC3 microphone so they're a set of um, lapel mics that come down to a single three and a half mil stereo plug or one eighth jack uh, stereo plug and if I was to go with the F3 I would have had to use adapters to convert from a single 3.5 to 2 XLRs and that's okay but it just adds to the bulk and you know something else to get tangled up and that kind of thing. So uh, I ended up with the Roland R07 and there are a couple of other reasons why I did and I'll sort of talk a little bit about those as we go through but uh, I thought it might be helpful to do a little bit of a review so I'm going to provide a bit of a description of the device first and then we'll do some audio tests. Uh, It won't be perhaps as polished as some other reviews that uh, you'll hear on this podcast, but uh, I'll do my best. I'm not a professional audio engineer by any means, so this is just my perspective on it having owned it for a couple of days. So the unit itself is quite small. It's about 103 millimeters long, 61 millimeters wide, and 26 millimeters thick. It really does remind me of a Victor Reader stream in terms of its size and shape. Uh, So it is extremely compact. To provide a little bit of a description, on the top edge there is a mesh grill that has the two stereo inbuilt microphones and in between those is the mic in slash line in 3.5 mil jack socket. Unlike things like my Zoom H5, the mics on this don't stick out of the recorder. They're actually slightly recessed. On the left-hand side of the unit, we have a 3.5mm headphone jack. On the bottom edge, there's nothing. And on the right-hand edge, we've got a 
slide type switch which is fairly common on digital recorders slide it towards the bottom of the unit to turn it on push it up and you're in the hold position so that you can't inadvertently press buttons and stop your recording above that we have a micro usb socket used for you can power the unit off that and i think you can probably download your files and things as well towards the on the top edge towards the back of the unit sort of behind the microphones is a little door that takes the uh, micro sd cards and it'll do the hc type so you should be able to put 256 gig card in it if you really want to on the back of the unit we have the battery door and it takes two AA batteries and we also have a sort of screw hole for taking a tripod mount. On the front panel, we've got the display, takes up probably the top half of the front panel. Immediately below that, we've got the rehearsal button, and that's sort of towards the right-hand side of the front panel, and that, that button is sort of on its own. Beneath that, we've got four circular buttons, and they are labeled Scene, Menu, mark and a slash b and i'll talk a little bit more about those in a minute beneath that we've got in the middle of the front panel we have a square which sort of operates as your navi pad so up down left and right and you've got the up section of that button that works as you play the bottom of it works as you stop the left side of the square operates as your skip back and your the right side of the square operates as you skip forward and there's a small but fairly distinctive record button in the middle of the uh, square now that square is also used for navigating the menus so you go up and down to select the option you want and then use the left and right arrows to change the value and press the record button to select it unfortunately these menus do wrap and they th there is no sort of nice beeps or anything like that which is a little bit annoying but um you know, that's not unusual on, a, on on these sorts of devices. I have written a menu map out if anyone wants it. And I have managed to use things like Ira and even to some extent seeing AI to use make, to make small menu changes. To the left and right of that square, we've got a couple of rocker bars. The left-hand one is your input gain setting. And to the right of that is the headphone volume. Now, it's probably a good time to talk about this so Obviously, with it having an input gain setting, it does not have 32-bit float. And it was a bit of a tough decision, if I'm honest, because, you know, there is a lot to be said for that in terms of not having to set levels. Having said that, though, it does have a mode where you can record, it'll record two files simultaneously, and you can alter the difference, the level difference between the two. So you can have it at you know, the second file recorded 20 dB lower, 12 dB lower, 6 or 3. So there is a little bit of insurance there. I mean, I guess if you really, if you really overdrove the um, the signal, then, you know, even the, the quieter file is not going to be that helpful. But it, it is a, a reasonable insurance policy. And I, my Zoom H5 does have that. For me, though, it came down to a couple of things that swayed me in favor of this, even without the 32-bit float. One was the just the, the size of it the fact that it is so small and light and really nice to to use you, you sort of hold it in your hand or you have it in your pocket and the other was the fact that it does support listening via bluetooth so i have tried pairing it it works quite well i have paired it to my airpod pros which means that i could mount the thing on a tripod and potentially monitor it from you know a few feet away so I could put it in a good position for capturing sound and then step back and leave it. There is also the ability to control it via an app. I'm not going to 
do that in this review because I'm not 100% comfortable with the app yet myself. I haven't figured out how useful it's going to be. Uh, it's a nice idea, but there's a lot of either unlabeled or strangely labeled elements on the screen, and I just can't work out how much, how many things I can change and configure and that kind of thing. A couple of other things that are probably worth talking about. You, you'll notice when I described the front panel that there, there was a rehearsal button. What that does is you can have it set up so that you press the rehearsal button and it will listen for one minute, or I think you can adjust the time from off up to, or zero up to you know, 30 seconds, one minute, two, three, and five. So it'll listen for that period of time and it will attempt to automatically set the levels and uh, some of the other settings to optimize it for the the environment that you're in. I haven't owned it long enough to trial that. I had that feature on my old Roland R05 and uh, it was actually quite good. It worked reasonably well in some situations. There is also the scene button. That allows you to have a number of different presets for different situations. So you can select from sort of the factory ones which include things like uh, live gig, loud practice session, outdoor event, that kind of thing. Or you can customize your own and you can customize the record level, the limiter settings and the low cut filter settings. So you, you could, you know, if you memorized your way around it, you could potentially have a, you know, one scene mode, for example, for outdoor recording where you have a hundred hertz low cut filter to get rid of wind noise. And you might have another one you know, where that's not present for, you know, recording meetings or that type of thing. So it's quite a handy feature. I don't know how much I'll use it, to be honest, because I kind of prefer to set things manually, but it's uh, it's a nice idea. But the main reason that I went with this, as I said, was the size and the ability to monitor via Bluetooth. I would like to get the app working, and I probably will try and provide some feedback to Roland. I don't know how receptive they'll be, but I would like to try and do that because it would be nice sometimes to be able to start and stop your record or adjust your levels remotely as well. And there is an Apple Watch app. The Apple Watch app is completely inaccessible at this point in time, but, you know, it's worth providing some feedback because the potential is there and it would be nice, again, to be able to start and stop recording from your watch if you've got the thing mounted on a tripod or positioned in the middle of a table or something like that. So that was the main reason why I went for it over something like the F3. Uh, the F3 is a much more sort of square recorder, so it probably doesn't lend itself to going into a suit pocket quite as easily. I also looked at the Zoom F2 Bluetooth, but um, it only supports mono, whereas this will support stereo microphones, or I believe that that's the case. Everything I've read suggests that that's the case. So that's why I ended up with this one. I have had Roland recorders before. Some of you might remember the old Edirol R1s and R9s. I never had one of those, but I did have the Roland R05, and this looks very similar. It's slightly smaller than the R05, and it was a really good recorder. The only reason I stopped using it was that I stupidly left a set of batteries in it and corroded the terminals and so it's no longer functioning and probably not worth repairing but um you know i've had i had reasonably good service out of the r05 and wanted something similar again in terms of size and um you know usability overall so far i've been quite happy with it time will tell obviously i'll try it in some different situations but uh, i think for the the purpose that i bought it for which was you know have something in my pocket or something in my man bag that's not overly bulky. I think this will do the job. There are a couple of things to be aware of. The 
in order to get it to record, you do have to press the record button twice. So the first press puts you into record standby, and then the second press actually starts the recording. Now, as long as you haven't set it to split the file based on a press of the record button, you use the AB button instead, then you could theoretically press the record button a couple of times, and it would, you know, three or four times just to make sure, and it wouldn't really be a problem. So that's, you know, potentially a little bit strange. It does have a pre-record mode as well, um, which is quite handy. Uh, I think it's it's set though, it's I think two seconds. In terms of file formats, you can have 16-bit WAV or 24-bit WAV. You can have a sampling rate of um, 44.1, 48 and 96. And you can, as I said, record dual you know, file formats. So you can have two WAV files, you can have a 24 and a 16-bit WAV, I think. You can also have a WAV and an MP3 file if you want. I'm not quite sure why you would want that, I guess, you know, would save you converting the file later if you're not going to edit anything. I've got it set up to record two WAV files, uh, both at 24-bit, and I've got a, a 12 dB difference set between the two so that, um, you know, uh, I've, I've got that little bit of insurance there. So what I'm going to do now, I've uh, taken some samples in different situations. So we're going to test the inbuilt mics, both indoors and outdoors. We're also going to test the uh, Sound Professionals BMC 3s connected to it so you can hear what the preamps are like. And I've also done one test with the Sound Professionals mics connected to their battery box, which uh, is used for sort of loud environments. It gives it a little bit more headroom than just using the plug-in power on the recorder. These are quite old mics. I've had them for probably eight or ten years, but they've um, served me well. They're still in good condition, so I wanted to keep using them. So I thought it was worth doing both sets of microphones, the inbuilt and the Sound Professionals ones, just so you can get a little bit of an idea of the preamps in both situations. So let's have a look at that now. So this is the built-in microphones on the unit. I'm holding the recorder probably about a foot or 18 inches from my mouth and talking into the center of it. So uh, that should give you a little bit of an idea. I am inside the house, so I don't have a soundproof space or anything like that, but it's as quiet as I can currently get it. Um, and in a moment, we'll go outside using these mics as well, so you can sort of get a bit of a feel for how they operate in a, you know, an area where there's other ambient sound, birds and that type of thing. Okay, so this is a quick demonstration of the indoor microphones outside in the backyard. Um, again, I'm holding the recorder probably a similar distance away from my face. Uh, you know, it is the backyard, so there's a little bit of background noise. We've got birds, we've got uh, um, the spa pump and a couple of other things generating a little bit of noise. But this should give you a little bit of an idea of what it's like uh, recording ambient sound. So now I am back outside again, but I'm using the Sound Professionals BMC3s without the battery box. So I'm using the same sort of level that I was using with the uh, inbuilt microphones, um, but as I said, I don't have the battery box in place. You will hear some low frequency hum that is not from the recorder, that is from the spa pump behind me. I can't easily switch that off and I don't have time to wait till the timer shuts off. Uh, I want to get this uh, recording done and um, finalized. But uh, it should give you a little bit of an idea anyway, again, of how the um, mic preamps sound. 
Obviously, because of the type of mic that these are, I have to use plug-in power to power them if I'm not using the battery box. I think it's something like two volts or something like that. Um, they do still work quite well though, I think. Um, so I'll just be quiet again for a moment so that you can get an idea of what the preamps are like. Um, I think they're quite quiet, but that's just my opinion. And now I'm using the same microphones, the Sound Professional BMC-3s, but I'm using them in an indoor setting. Um, and I do have a noisy pussycat who I can't do much about. <laughs> uh, he always chooses these moments to be noisy, um, but that will give you a little bit of an idea without sort of the, the wind noise and so on from outside. Okay, so I'm back outside again, and this is uh, a test of the Sound Professionals BMC3 microphones. So they're a stereo pair of lapel mics. I am running the battery box at the moment on this. Um, so I have had to drop the level a little bit because that does um, amplify the signal quite significantly. But uh, again, it should give you a little bit of an idea um, we don't have as quite as much bird life as I did a few minutes ago, but it should give you a little bit of an idea of ambient sound. So there you have it folks, that's um a little bit of a demonstration anyway of the Roland R07. Obviously I didn't have ideal conditions. I don't really have a, a soundproof area and we had a little bit more background noise outside than I would like today, but there's not too much I can do about that. But hopefully it gives you some idea of how it sounds and how it performs. I have written a menu map for this unit. It's not complete because there are some features that I don't have any interest in. Being a Roland device and given that they specialize in making pianos and that type of thing, they have included things like a metronome and an instrument tuner on this recorder. I haven't bothered to map those functions because I just don't need them. But everything that you would need in order to set up the various sort of file formats, pair audio devices, uh, set up the remote control for the app, all of that sort of thing is mapped out and you're more than welcome to the information that I have. So if you want that, feel free to drop me an email, demo at mushroomfm.com and I'll happily send it to you. Likewise, if you have any questions, I have only had the recorder for a couple of days, so I probably still have a little bit to learn, but uh, if I can help, I'm more than happy to try to do that. I hope you found this helpful or useful, and uh, I'll talk to you in the next review. Thank you.